You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Locked on NFL here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Tuesday, which means I'm here. I'm Luke Braun, NFL at Locked On Vikings. I'm here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. And we are here to take you through Monday Night Football, talk a little bit about the playoff picture, and of course, the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. But first, this football season has been a little bit different, of course, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And today we are going to start out with the Monday night football game between the Patriots and Jets, a strangely less relevant Patriots game than we're used to seeing out of those Patriots, but it was exciting. Nonetheless, a comeback victory for Bill Belichick and Cam Newton ending up 30 to 27 in the face of a Joe Flacco game because Sam, Sam Darnold was hurt. 18 for 25 for 262, three touchdowns and a pick. Pretty good game for Joe Flacco. What do you think, Ross? Yeah, he did have a pretty good game. I mean, he hit on a couple of nice deep passes down the way, which we know Joe Flacco is apt to do. Uh, They ended up scoring 20 points in the first half here, came into the third quarter, put up 75 total yards, which their third quarter yardage in this game was greater than that of the half of the second half yardage they had combined from the last two games. So Uh... offense all of a sudden, looking a little bit better than itself, right? So you have the competition. You had a couple of games going on. You had the competition between the Jets and the Patriots, but you also had the competition between the Jets and the Jets. And unfortunately, <laughs> the Jets found a way to lose both of those matchups. Uh, and a big part of it came down to a uh, an ill-timed interception by Joe Flacco, some bad clock management from uh, Adam Gase and the New York Jets, and some pretty good clock management by uh, the uh, by the uh, by Bill Bill Belichick and the uh, New England Patriots choosing to spike the ball instead of burning a timeout so they could put the ball in the middle of the field call a timeout and get a little bit closer for that Nick Folk winning field goal there to wrap up revenge game game. but yeah pretty pretty good moment revenge game yeah don't get those very often Yeah. And it's interesting because Joe Flacco kind of is the Patriot killer. Like he's always had Bill Belichick's number weirdly. And there is something to this with, with the way that Bill Belichick has, has faced the jets in the past. You know, you remember the Sam Darnold seeing ghosts game where he would throw these cover zero all out blitzes at this poor 21 year old kid who couldn't process it in time (laughs) and then had him totally rattled. But if you do that kind of thing against Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco is just going to YOLO ball and and huck everything up deep. And, you know, for better or worse, he's just going to throw everything deep. And that was working for a little while. He threw, all kinds of just these deep shot plays. It's the game that Joe Flacco has always wanted to play. It's what we've grown to love about him. And that, that can end in a lot of bad things. You know, usually it's a low percentage play and it's a good thing to encourage them to do all these low percent, you know, go waste your downs, throwing deep passes. But against Joe Flacco, there's a lot of, he's really good at drawing you into a DPI, right? He's really good at, at just hitting those deep balls. It's always been his game. And that was working really well until the second half when Belichick made the adjustment to start using trickier coverages. That pick, mm-hmm. the, that, that interception at the end, the one Joe Flacco interception came on one of those deep shots and it came from a cover to invert, which is a, a bit of a tricky coverage where right. a cornerback does what a safety is supposed to do and, and the, the QB 
is going to have a tough time identifying that. It's kind of hiding your intentions and baiting them into throwing to a place that isn't as open as it looks. And that's what ends up in the interception that ends up setting up the game-winning score. So I think this is Bill Belichick kind of finding out what's going wrong in the game and adjusting to it. This is vintage Bill Belichick finding a way to win when his back is against the wall. And his back shouldn't be against the wall because he's Belichick. But I mean, listen, the Patriots are missing like seven of their defensive players. Right. They're missing all kinds of talent. Cam Newton isn't playing like himself. So... I don't know. I, I don't feel great about these Patriots moving forward. I don't think we're going to see them in January, but this is a good moment that kind of still reminds you that Belichick is still Belichick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, not a great game from Cam Newton, but it was just a little bit conservative, right? 27 of 35, mm-hmm. though, he was very efficient, 274 yards. He continues to run for touchdowns as opposed to throw for touchdowns. Jacoby Myers got very involved. He's seen over 40% of the target share over these last couple of games in this uh, New England offense. And so you're seeing a little bit, you know, we, we really raved about Cam Newton very early on this season in our right, very first right. episode here at Locked on NFL, actually. And, you know, we're, we saw him struggle last week with the fumble that led to the loss against Buffalo. Now he gets a little bit of a redemption story here uh, for himself with this win over a different di- uh, divisional rival in the New York Jets. Right. And it's still an audition. And I think that's the way it is for the Jets, too. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Jets fans that were honestly rooting for the Patriots to win for like draft position and stuff who might uh, be kind of happy with this. But you might even feel like an idiot if you're a Jets fan and you were like, oh, we almost beat the Patriots and you're really disappointed by that. I'm here to tell you that that is okay to want your team to beat your hated division rival, even in a lost season where you're, you're hoping for Trevor Lawrence, you're hoping for that number one overall pick. I think it's okay to want your team to win. I mean, the the, the Jets themselves are going to want to win. All of those players are at the very least auditioning for their next contract. Adam Gase is trying to keep his job, right? The Jets are trying to win. And I think it's okay if you're a fan of the Jets to have wanted them to get one win here so they don't go down in infamy and get that one win against the hated Patriots rival. If you are are disappointed and hurt by this game and you feel you feel a fool for getting your hopes up about the Jets, I'm here to tell you that that's natural, that's okay, and you are not dumb of, dumb for it. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, like tanking might be an option, but it's not always the right <laughs> option for the fan base. Right. So, New England, like you tell Quinn and Williams that, like, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so the the New England Patriots get this win on Monday Night Football, thirty to twenty seven. They improve to three and five. The New York Jets, zero oh and nine, well on their way, holding on to the number one spot so far. Officially eliminated and officially eliminated from the uh, playoff contention over in the AFC, which we're going to get a little bit more into the AFC playoff picture as well as the NFC playoff picture here in just a moment when we hit our lock it or mock it segment, jumping into whether or not we're going to lock or mock some of these surprise teams that are uh, in the uh, in these playoff pictures, including what we think about the Miami Dolphins who have entered the AFC playoff conversation with their win against the Arizona Cardinals on a Sunday. But before we get to that, I want to let you know this football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for a game day, no matter how you watch this season. I know that some folks are getting the opportunity now to start to watch more in stadiums and getting to go to games. But even if you're watching from home, Pepsi is a refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. 
I also want to talk to you about Taser. Taser is on a mission to help you protect yourself and your loved ones safely. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small, they're lightweight, and you can carry them with you in your glove compartment or your purse, but they're powerful enough to keep you safe. Guns carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you, especially if you have kids, you have to worry about all that. And even pepper spray can harm you just as much as a potential attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser products are much safer, and they're easy to use. They don't require classes. They don't require uh, any sort of tr like special training or education. They're easy for just a regular person like you or me to use. They empower you. They don't confuse you. So, Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. You can get the Taser Pulse Plus, the Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL. You can save 15% now at taser.com, promo code NFL. That's spelled T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code NFL. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so we're about at the halfway point of the season, and so it's time to start talking a little bit about the playoff picture. Things are starting to shape up, but it's still early enough where this is not like the final playoff picture. There's mm -hmm. somebody in this playoff picture that's not going to be there in January. So for today's Tuesday Lock It or Mock It segment, I figured you, Ross, and I could go find a team that we lock and find a team that we mock among this playoff picture. So let me rattle it off for you real quick. In the AFC, Pittsburgh currently has the number one seed. There ain't no. Mm -hmm. Then you have Kansas City at number two, then Buffalo, Tennessee, and then your wildcard teams are uh, Baltimore, Las Vegas, and Miami. And in the NFC, it's your Saints up top right now on tiebreakers against Seattle. Then Seattle as uh, the number two seed, Packers are number three, and then Philadelphia leading the NFC East. And then your wildcard teams are Tampa, Arizona, and the Los Angeles Rams. So uh, why don't you kick us off? Tell us one of the teams, your locket or your market. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a locket in the NFC, and I'm going to go with the New Orleans. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the New Orleans Saints did just beat on Sunday Night Football 38-3. to But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, it's a divisional game. These games are always wild. These are always wacky. And Tampa Bay has looked very good. I think they're getting a little bit more comfortable in terms of what their identity is. Now they're adding Antonio Brown into the fold as well. Chris Godwin's going to get healthy. The defense continues to play very very well aside from teams that are very familiar with it they've had a couple of down games here particularly their primetime games the loss against Chicago on Thursday night football the struggling win against the Giants on Monday night football and then the big time loss to the Saints on Sunday night football and so a lot of people are starting to ask mm -hmm. questions about them but I still kind of lock Tampa Bay into the NFC uh, playoff picture in particular yeah, I think I agree with that. I'm, I'm kind of of the mind that these old quarterbacks, you know, when you get an old veteran that, you know, this Hall of Famer kind of on their last leg, like you have with Tom Brady right now, Tom Brady's arm ain't what it used to be. You can't run right. these quick outs. You can't do these deep things th like that you usually would. And I feel like it just takes Tampa Bay to kind of reconcile with that, realize that and adjust their game plan for that. And instead of having Tom Brady be... Uh, you know, the, the hall of fame quarterback that he used to be, he is the greatest game manager you've ever seen, which he kind of always right. was like the, the antithesis of game manager being a bad thing. Um, but I think you just kind of need to lean into that. Don't ask him to do things with his arm, ask things, ask him to do things with his, you know, 29,000 years of experience. Right. Yes. No, exactly. And I think the defense will turn it around too. I think that's the division mm -hmm. rival getting the better of you. Um, yeah. I'm going to bring out a mock it. I've got a team yeah. on here that I do not believe in. And it's the Baltimore Ravens. And it kills me to, to hear that because the Baltimore Ravens, they've been kind of the champion of analytics. I'm a big fan of that. I love Lamar Jackson. I love their defense, but it just hasn't been coming together. You know, when it comes to their offense in 2019, they were the number one offense in terms of EPA expected points added this mm -hmm. year. They are 21st 
And in the last four games, they're 25th. So it's only been getting worse. And if they don't turn it around, they could very easily drop out of what has become a pretty competitive AFC landscape with, you know, these teams like Vegas and and Miami teams that are kind of uh, coming out of the woodwork and finally showing some life now that Tom Brady doesn't have a stranglehold on that entire conference. I'm a little worried about the Baltimore Ravens actually keeping their spot in this postseason. Yeah, understandably so. They've been a little bit of an anomaly to me so far this season. One, you know, a team with the, amongst the teams with the fewest passing yards per game, but yet leading and in, 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 you know near the top of the NFL in terms of points per game, mostly because of the run game. I just feel like that's the wrong side of the one dimension to be on on uh, in this in in this day's NFL, right? In the modern day NFL. You're not going to be able to sustain by simply running the ball. You look at the Tennessee Titans, who I who I know that I have criticized plenty at the beginning of this season, but now they've turned it around so that they're not just playing this sort of 1920s run-only brand of football. They're also able to produce and, and, and sort of matriculate the ball down the field a bit through the passing game with Ryan Tannehill. You're not seeing that as much with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, so I don't know how much longer this brand of their football can sustain as they move further and further throughout the uh, throughout the season here. I'll go ahead and throw a, a mock it down as well. It's one that I, I I don't really know where to go with this, to be honest with you, but I'm going to just go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to stick in the NFC. I'm going to call out the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know who's going to end up. My thing sure. is that either they win their, they, they keep their playoff position here at the top of the NFC because the other teams around them are bad. Because the other teams lose right. it's not because they're improving or they're getting any better. Like we just continue to, I continue to doubt Carson Wentz. I continue to doubt that defense. There's a lot around this team that I'm not entirely sold on outside of Jalen Raker, who I cannot wait to see continue to develop. But mm-hmm. I think for me, my mock, it goes to Philly. I don't know how much of it has to do with them actually getting knocked out of the playoff realm. Cause they're the only team in the NFC East that really makes sense, but because the rest of the NFC East is so bad, I don't feel like that should be a reason to hold up a team. Yeah. Well, and the NFC East is volatile too, right? Like you right. have weird quarterback situations and we're going to talk about quarterbacks a little bit later with Marcus Mosher on the, uh, on the, the fantasy forum. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you have Garrett Gilbert might be something there for, for Dallas. You know, if they decide to stick with Garrett Gilbert and if he's the gamer that he looked like against the, the Steelers, that, that might be a turnaround and right. it's not going to take, you know, a seven game winning streak to win this NFC East. And even Washington, now that they've got Alex Smith, we've seen Alex Smith play well. And if Alex Smith can stay healthy, of course, huge if with everything he's gone through. But if they go with Alex Smith and if Alex Smith can, you know, carry that team to seven, eight wins, then maybe you have a chance here to overcome these Eagles. So I think that NFC West is definitely volatile enough. Um, I want to wrap this up with one more locket. And I think this is a team that is only going to ascend. I'm really, really excited about where they're at. It is the Tua and O Miami Dolphins. Love that. The, the, the Dolphins had, I think they made the decision at the exact right time, right? Mm-hmm. You had Ryan Fitzpatrick playing out of his skull. We have seen this story a million times before. There's the <laughs> Fitzpocalypse, right? And we actually right. said, very first show, maybe the second show that we did right before the season, you and I, right here on Locked On NFL, we said, hey, be patient with Tua. When he's ready, he's going to come in. And if he gets to come in when he's ready and not when Ryan Fitzpatrick makes it necessary, Tua's going to ball. And that's exactly yep. what happened here. Ryan Fitzpatrick st- uh, held the thing together 
just in time for Tua to get ready. Now Tua's ready and Tua's balling and he looked like he's doing exactly what Kyler Murray was doing on the other side of the ball. He's yep. making things happen. He's being creative. He's throwing well enough. And it's also, this is, I'm, I'm maybe a little biased because it's fun to watch a lefty throw. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. That's what, that's what really this entire segment was about was getting down to the lefty quarterback. For yeah, sure. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm with you hundred percent. I, I very much believe in the Miami dolphins. I very much believe in Brian Flores. Yo, y'all heard me come out here not too long ago on the show and talk about Mike Tomlin being the coach of the year hill that I would die on. But you know, look, if the Miami dolphins make the playoffs, I might have to jump over there. Brian Flores coach of the year. Hill might be a little bit lower, but it's still a very nice vantage point across the NFL. And of course, we also have to take into consideration that on Tuesday, NFL owners are voting on potentially expanding the playoff field for this year to eight teams per conference. So we may end up having to revisit this to look at another potential team per conference jumping in. I don't know if that's going to pass, but if it does, that does expand this playoff field even more. It makes it even all the more interesting. That's excellent news for three and five teams like the Patriots and my beloved stupid Vikings. There you go. (laughs) Oh, and that's, uh, you know, not so great for number one seeds that have a uh, tendency to get knocked out in wildcard rounds. Like, Oh no. no. (laughs) So that's not fantastic, but you know, Hey, we'll get, we'll cross that bridge when we get there or better. I'll burn it when we get there. Uh, coming up next, we're going to jump into our fantasy form with Marcus Moshe of locked on dynasty football he's going to bring in a blazing hot take about the mvp of dynasty and redraft leagues we got that coming up for you next year on today's episode of locked on nfl and before we get to that i want to let you know about built go from our good friends over at built bar everybody's got walls they're trying to knock down on a daily basis whether they're mental or their physical walls go ahead and break through those walls every day with built go they are uh, these little packages they come in one and a half ounce packages that you can carry around with you they're a healthy replacement for an energy drink but the energy is not fake it's lasting and natural it's a blend of energy gel as well as collagen protein which is fast absorbing and it gets into your system fast plus it's easy on the stomach and it's loaded with all the good stuff that you need to ignite your work. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my favorite chocolate mint. Every time that I do this ad, it's really just about me talking about my favorite flavor. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. But collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better as well. So go and check them out builtgo.com use promo code locked you're gonna get 20% off of your next order use promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com let's go all right everybody welcome back in it is time for the tuesday fantasy forum here on locked on nfl part of the locked on podcast network i'm here with marcus mosher ross jackson i'm luke braun marcus mosher of locked on dynasty locked on cowboys joining us now though to talk a little bit about fantasy marcus i kind of want you to kick us off you said you had a a scorching take and i know what it is and i want you to say it yeah so on the locked on dynasty podcast with kate madjuk uh we had a heated discussion uh on monday about who is the most valuable fantasy asset in dynasty drafts right now or in dynasty leagues and I think there's two really good candidates. I think a lot of people are still taking Christian McCaffrey at number one, but I believe it's Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota yes. Vikings. Uh, I know, Luke, you're happy cool. to hear this, but he's, listen, he's I'm so gonna, happy I'm gonna right now. Some, <laughs> I'm going to give you some stats. Are you ready? 
over his last 16 games, and again, this includes a, a pretty rough stretch in December of last year, uh, he's over 2,000 total yards in 21 touchdowns. Uh, over the last five weeks, we're just seeing incredible numbers. Uh, again, over the last five weeks, uh, 745 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. He also added 167 uh, through the air and a receiving touchdown. Uh, he's getting work in the goal line. He has the you know upside of the passing game. He can break long runs. He's in the offense that is feeding him. There's nothing not to love about Dalvin Cook. And I believe you know him and Christian McCaffrey both have some injury concerns. But right now, Dalvin Cook is the healthier player. Uh, and I think he right, right now is the most valuable player in not only redraft leagues, but in dynasty leagues as well. That is just music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love it too. That's why we had to come out scorching hot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'd like Dalvin cook is a, a absolutely electric and he makes the players around him look better. I think the only thing to temper it is to just keep an eye. If you are going to make a big play for Dalvin cook, keep an eye on the Vikings offensive line, because that is a unit that is in flux. And that's a unit that's had a lot of problems. And sometimes that line can have games that are bad enough to kind of ruin Dalvin cook. And I think that's kind of what happened in December, kind of down the stretch in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's just like the only thing to caution you about from somebody that watches these guys every week. <laughs> But he's really good. And that's the thing is, I mean, yeah. he can sometimes overcome, he makes that not matter. Right. And he can overcome a, a, an average offensive line. And you're hoping, you know, long term Minnesota invest in their offensive line. They rebuild it this offseason. Uh, just the way that we've seen him play really for the last two years now, he's just a special player. We know the upside. We know the floor is relatively high, uh, considering the, the workload and the usage. Uh, Delvin Cook, RB1 right now in redraft in Dynasty Leagues. I absolutely love it. I, I'm a big fan of Dalvin Cook. Y'all know I am obviously always Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara always, but yeah, we'll talk Alvin about it. Cook. Yeah, we we'll <laughs> have to go. We'll have to get in that. But um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook definitely makes a lot of sense. I want to ask you about another running back. You know, you mentioned uh, Christian McCaffrey, sort of being that other guy that a lot of folks are taking mm-hmm. number one overall right now. Still dealing with some injuries. Came back this past week, but now officially day to day as well moving forward. So Mike Davis. Where does he sit right now for fantasy owners with all of the Christian McCaffrey injury news? Yeah, I'm really hoping if you had Mike Davis on your team, you didn't drop him, you know, as soon as McCaffrey came back. We saw, again, we saw what Christian McCaffrey could do in his first game back. He had a receiving touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, The Panthers gave him a ton of work. But unfortunately, it sounds like he's going to miss the next couple weeks. I think Mike Davis is a league winner. In the six games that he started, uh, 519 total yards, four touchdowns, average five receptions per game, uh, which is incredible. He's a low end RB one for the rest of the season or for the rest of the time that he's the, the, you know, the lead back there in Carolina. Uh, if you have him on your team, you're feeling great. If he's on the waiver wire, don't be afraid to spend your waiver claim or your fab bucks on him, uh, because this is, this is an elite, uh, option, you know, for the rest of the season. And as we get closer to the fantasy playoffs, he is going to be somebody that you're going to want in your lineups. It makes sense. And a lot of these injuries can be the kind that like linger too. I mean, he just came off the high ankle sprain, but that can, that's the kind of thing that can flare up maybe and become a right. lasting problem. And it, I'm, I'm going to imagine that Carolina is going to be really careful with McCaffrey long term, sure. right? They know that this is probably not their year to, to compete and, you know, make a push in the NFC. They are going to be safe with Mike Davis playing as well as he has. uh, They're going to make sure not to rush McCaffrey back. 
Yeah, and Mike Davis owners sure. should take some solace in the fact that they also have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, who is going to use that running back option out of the backfield. That's not going to all of a sudden disappear, even mm-hmm. in the, the passing games. So even if there's games where he's not getting a ton of work in the run game, you could still get some production out of him because you have a quarterback that loves that option. Again, mm-hmm. 30 receptions in the six starts that Mike Davis had right. uh, this season. So we know that he's going to get work in the passing game as well. Yeah, that and that definitely won't dry up. I have one more question before we, before we let you go. Um, I I am in a, a horrible spot with quarterbacks, and I know that there are some quarterback situations that are in flux right now. With uh, Jake Luton, might be something right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know what's going on in San Francisco. We just kind of watched the Jets. Maybe there's a question there since Flacco finally had a good game, and we know Sam Darnold wasn't getting it done for them. So I guess amidst all of the quarterback chaos going on right now, is there a direction you can point me? Is there is there a north star you can guide me with? Yeah, I wish it was Garrett Gilbert. Like, I wish the Cowboys would just give Me the too. reins to Garrett yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, forever. Yeah, I, I mean, he looked surprisingly competent uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, with the Cowboys having a week 10 by, it figures that Andy Dalton's going to be back in the lineup. Uh, so cross off Garrett Gilbert. I think the answer here is Nick Mullins, right? In the 49ers offense with Kyle Shanahan, we don't anticipate Jimmy Garoppolo being back anytime soon. Uh, we know how well that you know how well Shanahan can scheme up that offense. Uh, we anticipate them getting some playmakers back over the next couple of weeks. He doesn't have to do a lot to be fantasy relevant. Just get the get the ball to guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and allow them to make plays. I think he's probably got the highest floor of those you know low end quarterback two guys, uh, and he's relatively cheap right now. He's probably sitting on your waiver wire. Uh, I just trust Nick Mullins and Kyle Shanahan more than I do uh, the Jake Luton, Jake Lutons of the world. That makes perfect sense. I, I got one. I have one last thing for you too, just because I, I got to ask you about this guy. He had an outstanding game on Monday Night Football. He was somebody I was really excited about when he was coming into the league as sort of one of my dark horse wide receivers, Jacoby Myers. Hmm. Should we start to believe in him at this point, or are we just sort of seeing the flash in the pan with his performance Monday night? No, I think we should start to believe in him because one of the most encouraging signs about Myers uh, over the last three weeks is the usage. 30 targets in the last three games. Uh, We were just waiting for one of these breakout games to happen. Uh, Cam Newton obviously loves him. Uh, We're not going to see Julian Edelman back in the lineup anytime soon. He's probably their most dynamic playmaker. We would like to see him get in the end zone once uh, this season. Still no touchdowns yet, but... Uh, the usage, especially in PPR leagues, if you're looking for a, a solid wide receiver three, uh, I think Kobe Myers can do that over the next couple of weeks. Love it. If you're looking for your waivers, then Mike Davis, if he's back on the if he's back on the wire, then Jacoby Myers out there. Marcus, we appreciate you joining us here for our Tuesday Fantasy Forum. We appreciate you coming through. Make sure you follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus underscore motion. Check him out at the Locked On Dynasty pa- uh, podcast as well as Locked On Cowboys. Marcus, we appreciate you, bud. Thanks, fellas. All right, y'all. It is Locked On NFL. Don't forget, we are here with you every single Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, joined by Tony and James for our Wednesday episode with one of our Locked On Podcast Network draft experts to get you ready for the draft info that you need. Perhaps you're a New York Jets fan. Might be a good idea to tune in for some potential Trevor Lawrence talk tomorrow. Then we've got Ryan and Chris on Thursday previewing the Colts and Titans for Thursday night football. Can Phillip Rivers turn around on a short week? I guess we'll find out. And then we'll wrap up the week with Bo and Q and our Action Network guest and expert to get you all of the betting info that you need for the weekend here on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, it's myself, Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints at Ross Jackson, NOLA. 
and my good friend Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL host of Locked On Vikings. We appreciate you being here with us and we look forward to seeing you again here all throughout the rest of the week and every single Monday through Friday here on Locked On NFL.